Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, Josh Neighbors here. You are watching the Neighborhood Watch here on College Football, Crystal Ball, Crystal Ball, College Football. Keep getting mixed up. Once again, still getting used to it over here at 365 Sports, part of the 365 Sports Network. On today's show, John Kurtz and I talk some realignment, and then I'll wrap up the show by answering a couple questions that you all had from last week. So John and I recorded our Kansas State preview. It is an awesome preview. That'll air later this week or early next week. But uh, John, and I also talked some realignment. Wanted to share that with you all today. Then let's we'll get to those questions. Before we get there, though, John Kurtz, we'll talk some realignment first. Recording this on uh, Monday night, June twenty sixth. The preview will air a little bit later. But um, realignment is what we're talking about because this week's a big week. At the end of the week, we'll, a couple things will happen. Either San Diego State's you know value or their uh, exit fee for the Mountain West will double from sixteen point whatever to nearly thirty four million dollars. But we will know on July 1st, four teams are going to join the Big 12, which is like I, I keep forgetting that this is the actual the official date. But uh, you and I have both covered the league for a long time. The anxiety that we all felt once OU and Texas left, I guess, will like officially be gone on July 1st. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of a big day for us. Yeah, it's it's funny. And I, I appreciate you having me, by the way, Josh. I It's funny because. There's so much going on, and we're so far removed from the actual announcement of this happening that it, this is a very easy date, I think, to just like breeze past on the calendar and not think about. The reason that I honestly am reminded by it, and it's because like they're they're loud and proud. It's BYU fans. Like BYU fans are so jacked to be in the conference. Like that's that's how I have remembered this date because I see them uh, really applauding that date and and wanting to celebrate it, and they should. And uh, I, I appreciate them very much for that. And look, I'm sure the other fan bases are doing it too. I just, you know, there are lots of you, uh, BYU fans, rather, BYU fans are, are all over the place. So anyway, I appreciate them. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, we're about to, to get that officially official. Everybody sign on the dotted line and get this thing rolling. I mean, it's crazy even thinking about, you know, doing a football preview. And we're going to be talking about a schedule that includes uh, some of these new teams, man. It's, uh, it's, it's wild times, wild times around here. But I'm, I'm just ready to get it going. Uh, they will be cracking four locos in in Orlando, and then I think uh, Sprite and and some you know whatever yes. else in uh, in in Provo, Utah. Uh, so on the realignment front, you know the San Diego State thing is is a pretty. And you and I were talking about it before the show. You know, could in theory they come up with the money afterwards? Yes, but like, do you want to have to go ask your donors for that much money because no fault of your own, another conference couldn't get their crap together? I think it's a pretty actually interesting question, right? Like, look, 
this there is a certain argument you could make saying, yes, this is the price we pay for joining a power five league. It's just the way it worked out. We want to do this We're ready for it. We need to do it now. I get that, but man, that's a lot of money to go and, and, you know, try to, I guess, drag up, dig up from your donor base. And that's kind of number one question is like, do you think San Diego state will absorb that? Or do you think it's like, no, it doubles. And, and, uh, even if it's 17 million, if it's less, it'll probably be less than that. Right. They'll find some number that works, but it's still going to be more than they thought more than they had to pay. And that's still going to be a, you know, seven figure sum in the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be significantly more for a, a school that's making less than $10 million a year for the media payout right now that they're getting in the Mountain West. Like, so that's, I mean, this is this is very, very big money for them. And yes, it's a crucial inflection point in the history of their athletics program. And, you know, they, they have all this excitement from the national championship game appearance in basketball, and they've had a good football program in the new football stadium. I mean, there's a lot headed in the right direction. They've absolutely earned this opportunity, but it is a big ask. And I mean, we saw, we've now seen the, the actual letter that was written, the email uh, that, that was written, thanks to some great reporting that got out there earlier today. And I mean, I don't know, it sure looked to me like that. It read, I understand why the Mountain West said, hey, we're taking this as a formal resignation. It sure as they should. That. Yeah, I mean, as it absolutely they read like that. So um, look, maybe there's something I, I don't, the, the one thing I would suggest, I would say in all of this is like, and this is the part that I've really struggled and gone back and forth with. Is I'm like, maybe they do have some sort of insight or information that like something is coming pretty close to, to getting wrapped up here. And there have been some tea leaves that if you're reading them would suggest that the PAC 12 is, but I would just say like, man, I don't, if that information is coming from George Klievkov and you're, you're basically putting this letter out to be like, look, we'll cover our bases and see if we can get some extra time, but we feel like this is going to get done at the final hour and we'll be okay. Like maybe that's what's happening there, but I would be hesitant to put my trust in George Klievkov because if you looked at how his presidents have acted, it seems like they put their trust in him before. And that has burned everybody involved many times with the different deadlines that they have put out there that have come and gone. And even hell, even their own unity statement, you know, which was back in February that said in the very near future, that was something put out by the conference that theoretically they, they, they like purposely left out like the conference leadership, like the schools, we are together as opposed to actually mentioning like the, you know, like the conference brass. Yeah. And so, yes. And that is just another example. Like it's not just these one-offs of presidents going off and saying it like, you know, maybe someone got a wild hair. First of all, that's happened so many times to so many of them. Now, you know, that some of that direction had to be coming from the top. And then too, yeah, right. they did this like unified thing where theoretically Cleveland would have some hand in that. Uh, and did it too. So I would just, I'd be leery of that if that's what is happening to San Diego state. Really the, the bottom line for me and all of it is I, I just kind of feel bad for him. I mean, I hope the best for him. I hope that yeah. it works out because they, they have clearly, clearly earned this opportunity. Um, I think there are a lot of really good people in, in leadership positions there at San Diego state, all the way down to, you know, their head coaches and where their programs are at. And I, I want to see him thrive. Like I, I want to see a school on the come up here, get their opportunity. And I just, I hope that it doesn't, really mess anything up for them on this road. You, you make a great point with this because I've mentioned this so often and it's like the, it's the part of this. I think we lose in the big 12 pack 12 fight is that, you know, whether it be Washington state or Oregon state, Kansas state, whatever it is, like we all just want to see them succeed. And it's like, they've earned this. They've absolutely earned this opportunity. There's a national championship game had a solid football program as well. They have a new, they invest in the stadium, obviously, uh, you know, for football, and so you think about, like, okay, this school deserves it, but it's like, it had to send a letter being like, can you give us a month? Because yeah. one, and it's like, you know, and 
I get it from their point of view. They don't want to have all their sports traveling to UCF and to West Virginia. And I like that makes so much sense to me. I sympathize with that so much. And so that's the hard part of all of this, right? Is that they're, there's much as we want the big 12 to succeed. I had a big 12 flag behind me for a long time. Love the league. It's like, I think what we all want at the end of the day is, you know, there's, there's a lot of schools here that are in some ways left behind and they're kind of in like the, they might get like left behind, left behind because they're trying to join one of the conferences now, but not even one of the conferences that is one of the top two. It's one of those that's trying to do whatever they can to catch up to the next group. And I think that's what we lose in all this. Like we all just want our schools to compete. That's all we want in the end of this. We're going to talk about Kansas State here in a second. That's really all that fans can ask for. And it's getting harder and harder in, in, in modern college sports. Well, you, yes. And you're, you're leading me down the road. I haven't explored this as much, but it's, I fear for San Diego State. It's like, man, they could, they could very well get left out. Like if this deal is not going to come through and they're waiting here at the last minute and say it comes in at like $22 million a year or something and Colorado and Arizona say enough of this and then Utah decides to fall and then the whole thing crumbles and then San Diego State is left here being like, man, we were right there. Like we were on the precipice of this thing to the point where we, we wrote that letter basically being like, hey, we're out, see you later, we've earned it. And we're headed out. And now, you know, I mean, who knows what would happen in that scenario if the Big 12 would have any interest or what actually would become of the remnants of the Pac-12. Right. I mean, there, there is a scenario out there, yeah, where they could still get really screwed and the timing just didn't work out quite right. You know, they were they would have just been a couple of years off here with their big crescendo with their their athletics program. So, yeah, I, I definitely – I do not want to see that happen for them at all. Your thoughts on the uh, – I'm sure you saw the Jim Williams tweet about, you know, the Pac-12 folks saying – uh, it's going to be new and innovative. <laughs> so I was like, look, it might be. It's not out of choice. It's necessity right there. That's exactly what that is. That is necessity. It's new and innovative. And I saw he, he, he retweeted somebody else making a good point where it's like, they might get a $35 million a year per school gear, you know, uh, figure, but it's contingent on subscriber numbers yes. and viewership and length and all these things. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually a, that's actually pretty smart for them if they were able to get that done. But also, you know, I'm sure you're seeing what's happening in television right now. Now I've used, I think I've, I've felt a lot of resistance to my, to my point about like the number of pilot episodes that we saw of shows in 2021, 2022 and contrast that now with like these, these television companies are much more hesitant to green light things. They're cutting people. They're like, you know what? Maybe reaching the subscriber number was not the correct goal to set. And because the reason why it's relevant is that's where the PAC 12 is headed. They're not getting it. There is not some massive ESPN TV. They should have taken the first one. That's that's kind of the silver lining years. They should have taken the first one. I've seen no reporting that Fox is involved. The latest reporting indicates ESPN is stepping back. So who does that leave? I mean, once again, unless you know it's going to be, hey, live golf in the afternoon in Stanford, Colorado at night, they're headed to a streaming service. And it's kind of like, all right, What's what's your price to be on a place that we're not sure, you know, and, and this is even a better question. Like, what is your price of not even knowing what the actual price is? We have to hit a certain number yeah. to figure out what the actual price is. That's realistic to me. That makes sense to me. That's not good, though, for the schools. Yeah, I mean, that was like when I first saw it, it's like when you see, hey, this deal is going to be really forward thinking and creative. It was like, well, that to me seems to lead you down the path of heavier streaming. That's moving away from traditional, which I think was everybody's concern all along visibility, you know, I mean, you're probably five to 10 years ahead of wanting that like predominantly streaming sort of deal and going really innovative and being totally ahead of the curve. 
And I don't know if the Pac-12 can really survive that for five to 10 right. years, if, if that's the road that they're going to go down. The, the thing that was really interesting is when I did start seeing that, like, okay, maybe it is something that it, that would be creative. I suppose you could call it forward thinking. Uh, it certainly would be, it would meet the first criteria of being creative. If it's going to be based on subscriber numbers. It's, I, I think we can call it forward thinking, but it's just out of necessity, right? It's not yeah. because you chose that. Yeah, like forward, I guess forward, th but forward thinking doesn't always mean that it's going to work. Again, you could be like <laughs> ahead of your time and how much interest is there actually going to be in Pac-12 football? I think the only the only thing that could do is perhaps salvage a short-term marketing win. Like, because like you said, if, if it My is God. like the max is going to be 35 million per school per year here, and you can throw that out in your press release and be like, hey, the Pac-12 is going to make up to $35 million per school per year. Or maybe you just say they'll make $35 million per school per year and put a little asterisk by it. And you got to go read it down yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, like a little key. And then it'll be like, well, hey, if we hit these unattainable subscriber amounts, then you could market it, I suppose, that way and try to get, you know, your your Twitter folks and, you know, Pac-12 propaganda machine all fired up and ready to go. Maybe, maybe that works. Uh, in the short term, but you know, at a certain point, the schools are going to actually need the money, and and that's going to have to come through. I mean, you see all these like Washington. It doesn't matter. Washington State can't look at a sheet of paper and be like, "Hey, thirty-five million dollars. It's a great marketing win." Washington State needs cold hard cash, man. If you've been thinking, now, yeah, now like, they're not they're hiring freeze. They're, yeah. they're not spending money on anything. Like they yeah. need money. They need money. Washington, Washington is in some financial trouble too, even though they had a. Right a huge year last year. So like, yeah, these schools need the actual money. It's going to come down to like, someone's going to have to actually put up uh, the money to make all this happen. All right. A couple questions here to get us out of there. Once again, I want to thank John Kurtz for coming on the show. He is fantastic. He's not the best folks. Uh, he is. So uh, let's see, Jeff native dad, uh, five, nine, six, eight on YouTube asks, in your opinion, will the PAC 12 have a deal done by the beginning of the season? Well, I don't see a way in which there isn't one. It's going to be hard for them to persist uh, into 2023, the football season, without a deal done. Now, what the conference looks like at that point, I think that's the better question, right? Is a situation where, uh, you know, we're talking about a conference that's got the 12 teams that, you know, or 10 teams that we thought before, they've added SMU, they've added San Diego State, or is it a watered-down version where Colorado has decided to leave, Arizona has decided to leave? Um, you know, right now, I mean, I mean, I've been kind of leading towards, I think the lose, like I've always been on this side. Look, the PAC 12 will remain <clears throat> because here's the thing. Even if, even if schools leave, uh, the PAC will remain because they've got such a strong brand that if you're any schools that are remaining out West and you consolidate, what name conference would you want to go under? I know people might say, well, it's synonymous with failure, but no, it's actually synonymous with, you know, it's conference champions. It's got the best branding out West. So I think no matter what happens, whoever is left, whenever that is, will consolidate under the name Pac-12. So I don't believe the conference is necessarily going anywhere. Um, what the conference looks like and who is in it, right? I think that is, uh, that's kind of the big question is who's going to be left. So to answer this question, I definitely do think that we are going to see uh, you know, we will see by the uh, by the beginning of the show or by the beginning of the season, we will see uh, a, a deal get done. And once again, the big question is who is uh, you know who will be in there? Who will be considered up? Uh, somebody says, "Does Josh? <laughs> why doesn't Josh Davis have a Big Twelve background? Why does he hate the Big Twelve? This is so funny. So Brian Etheridge sent me this background, and look, like you all can let, let me know your thoughts on it. I like it a lot. 
the Big 12 flag, I guess that was a staple. Maybe I can find a way to put it back up. But the weird thing is it wouldn't match that well. And look, if the folks at 365 want this background, they can, they get this background. This is, that is, they, they are, uh, they have been so great to me. So they want this. This is kind of the cost of doing business. Folks, it's better than some other places, right? Uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a small thing for me, but I've seen, I've seen at least one person be like, Josh, your background sucks. Uh, why do you have panels behind you? These are not panels guys. This is a backdrop. All right. These are not actually, you know, this is not wood, real wood. This is a, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Um, and then somebody said you should have a lava lamp. Um, you know, people were like, whatever you can't please everybody. I think the background looks pretty good, uh, to, to be quite frank. And I want to shout out Will Armstrong. My buddy came over here. We had to cut this thing up and get this thing on here. So, uh, I, I do appreciate the jokes though, about the backdrop and whatnot and, and how things have changed. I think that's really, really fun. Um, and I always, I always love to hear from you all, uh, you know, kind of on the interaction front on all of these things. Uh, somebody else said, uh, does Josh hate sunscreen? Uh, somebody said, Pace White Josh needs some sun. He must not be a Big 12 fan from Texas. Well, I am not, uh, I am not from Texas. I am from Virginia. I've been trying to get some sun. Uh, I've been trying to play more golf. I'm actually going to go play golf once I'm done recording this. So I will try to do that as well. Uh, and I know I'm not answering any realignment questions right now, but I just thought it'd be funny for you all to get to know me, uh, just a little bit. All right. Somebody asked here about the ACC. Um, somebody said NC state, the SEC. No, there's some ACC conversations in some of these, uh, some of these comments. Look guys, the ACC, and I'll, I'll leave it at this. I, I've been talking about this for a while, but I'll leave it at this. I know a lot of folks in ACC country. I know folks who work at schools. I know folks who work in college athletics. I know folks in media, the way it's been explained to me across the board is this. If they get eight, like it is possible, but there is a very, very strong belief in that grant of rights that the ACC has. It is an iron ironclad were the words that I've been used uh, that have been used to describe it. And so the issue is I, I, number one of eight schools were to get together and do it. Like, I don't know if they know it's necessarily for sure they can get the job done. Also, too, I think there is a large amount of hesitance to it because there is no conference asking for eight separate schools, right? Uh, I don't think any ACC schools are leaving for the Big 12. Like Louisville makes some sense, but I don't think that conversations happen. There is no reporting to indicate that conversation has happened from, and you all know me, like I, I only trust, like, you know, I trust not blue checkmark people, but I trust Ross Dellinger. I trust Dennis Dodd. I trust Max Olson. Now I trust uh, not Stuart Mandel's opinions, but his reporting, right? I trust those things. And I have not heard that from any of those folks. So think about it. Like if you're going to leave that conference, I mean, yeah, Clemson, Florida state, Miami, Duke, Carolina, probably Virginia, Virginia tech all have homes elsewhere, but there's no guarantee for everybody else. You know, and, and there's no guarantee that those schools would get at it. Right. You'd think they'd eventually have homes, but nobody is knocking on the door, beating down those schools doors right now to add them into a new conference. So therefore it does not make a whole lot of sense for them to break that thing up. And once again, all the folks I've talked to, whether it be media, other spaces, whatever, there are not many folks out there who think you can break that thing up easily. It's going to be a dogfight to break that grant of rights. It's pretty, it's pretty tough to do. Uh, they get eight together later on in the future. Sure. But there's no sign, right? I mean, that's a monumental shift. That is a eight. Like we're talking about how massive it would be if two schools left. And that's what we've been doing everything in twos, right? If two schools left 
the power five. Now I know we added four in the big 12 here, but that was a move because, you know, you just lost two between power five conferences. We're really getting only movement of two at a time. Eight, eight, we're going to quadruple that and schools are going to move around. No, I, I just don't see that happening uh, right now. It does not feel like that's, that's what's happening in this moment. So that's why when folks ask me about the ACC, uh, I mean, my, there might be smarter folks than me out there, but to everybody I've talked to, like there's not some great anxiety about that conference splitting in half right now. Cause I just don't think the SEC is going to add four schools off the bat. I don't. And also the thing is too, think about it like this guys, if you're the SEC, you've already got ACC schools at a pretty decent price. Now, the one thing is, is if you, if you were to lose like most of the league, you'd start, you wouldn't pay for them as much. Right. So if you lost, Boston College and Georgia Tech and Syracuse and whatnot, you know, you, you lose that. But here's the thing. If those schools were to break up and dissipate, like ESPN, uh, you know, let's just say Duke and Carol. Let's say Duke, Carolina, Tech, and Virginia all went, Virginia Tech, I mean, uh, all went to the Big Ten, right? Well, those are actually relatively, like, like Virginia Tech is a pretty valuable TV property. Uh, they have uh, taught us a lot. Like they rate pretty well. Duke and Carolina are awesome brands. All right. Duke and Carolina basketball every year, guys, pencil them in for big ass games with big ass ratings when it comes to college basketball. Those are valuable brands. I don't think that the ACC and the even Carolina football too, like they, they, you know, they, they really come, come up. I don't think that the, the television companies, SEC and you know, Disney, excuse me, isn't, is going to be in the business of just losing them. Uh, you know, just kind of letting that happen. Like, I don't think they, I don't think they're going to, you know, because the, the TV companies are driving all of this. So I don't think while adding Clemson would be great while adding, um, you know, while adding uh, uh, Miami and FSU is great. Like you might be losing something too, if those schools were to head somewhere else. And so while you be getting something, you also be losing something and you've got all of it right now. And let's be honest, it's a pretty good price. I mean, it's a very good price that they've got all of the ACC at. It's a bad TV contract for the ACC. It's a pretty damn good one for ESPN and Disney. Get the ACC network, get all that programming, and you don't have to pay that much for it. So in terms of inventory, like an ESPN driving the bus, and a lot of this, ESPN does not want that conference to break up. They want that conference to stay together because they got themselves a bargain right now with the amount of ACC sports they get and the, the cost, at least in my opinion. I think that deal is is a bargain for them. I mean, they're they're getting Duke and Carolina. They're getting uh, Miami, Florida State. They're getting Florida State, Clemson. They're getting them at the basically the same price. They're getting the new Big 12 contract. Uh, they're paying less. They're going to pay less, actually, for that kind of stuff. So if you're them, uh-uh, don't touch that. I want to keep that. All right, folks, fun conversation today. John Kurtz, once again, money as always, uh, with where this situation is heading for San Diego State, where, where things are heading for Pac-12, their TV deal and a whole lot more. You guys really enjoyed that preview. Thank you all for sending questions. Continue to send them throughout the week. We'll answer more of them later on in the week. See y'all folks tomorrow.